I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it when it's all. Jesus. 
Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom, evening people of God. Shalom, evening church. Shalom, evening everybody. Because I believe you are all doing well. Hope everybody is fine. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. I thank God for your lives. By the special grace of God, I'm also doing well with my family. God bless you and keep all of you strong. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, Amen. Hallelujah. All right. The Lord has been helping us for the past um three days, um with an understanding about the matters of the end moments. Hallelujah. And I believe strongly that this evening too is going to be a great blessing to us. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Let's take a word of prayer. 
Mighty Father, we give you praise and the glory. We honor you for such a time as this in your presence. We ask in the name of the Lord Jesus that you cause your light to shine upon us. In Jesus' precious mighty name, let that which you have purposed, even for us tonight, be fulfilled. In the name of the Lord Jesus, do this and bring glory to yourself. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Amen. I want to thank God for your lives, even for the gift of life that the Lord has given to all of us, even to meet once again in His presence. Hallelujah. I believe strongly that the Lord is going to open our eyes by His light, even to understand the matters of his kingdom in jesus precious mighty name amen amen all right so um yesterday the lord helped us with the part one of the cosmic eschatology and this evening we are going to handle the part two of the cosmic eschatology hallelujah Amen. All right. All right. If please you have any question concerning what we studied yesterday, you can feel free and ask within the next three minutes. You can ask your question. If you have any question concerning what we studied yesterday, you can feel free and ask your question. All right. Any question? Any question? Any question? Any question? Okay. Sandra, okay, you can ask me, you can ask me a question. Someone said, please, the old way of atonement of sin, sir, please, is that not traditional worship today? It depends. There are so many kinds of what they call traditional worship. Are you getting it? There are so many kinds of what they call traditional worship. And um, each and every kind has what they do. It's not all of them that, um, you know, that do those things. Are you getting it? Yeah. So you need to um, put that at the back of your mind. 
But you just also have to understand, as I taught the other time, that any place where God was standing, that He has moved from that place, if you get there, another spirit will take that place. Because the plan of the enemy all this while has been to mimic who God is. And that is what we are going to talk about this evening. The Lord is going to help us. So put that at the back of your mind. Okay. So Akusha Aram, there is a dimension of that. That is why it is obsolete. So when you see anybody doing that, that is not God. That is not God. All right. And Sandra Royal Dake said, please, how does eschatology affect those Christians who were martyred? How does eschatology affect them? No, I'm not getting the question clearly. I'm not getting the question clearly. All these disciples that were that went through um martyrdom, they actually believed that dying as a martyr is one of the ways to receive the greatest crown in heaven, which is actually a reality. So they gave themselves for the sake of the gospel to receive a better resurrection. That's what the Bible said. The Bible said they, there was an escape route, but they decided to die as martyrs so that they would have a better resurrection. That means even the resurrections, they are not the same. Are you following? Are you getting it? In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, Verse 35, the Bible said, Women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. That means there was a, a way of deliverance, but they decided not to accept it. Are you following? So that they will receive a better resurrection. Are you following? All right. Sandak, um, are you getting it? So, what happens to a human being? What happens to a human being? Can you all hear me, please? Good. 
So what happens to a human being in the context of eschatology is actually personal eschatology. And I'm going to talk on that um, shortly. But what we need to understand is that the reason why the disciples, they chose to die like that. That is the reason why John, the revelator, the one that wrote the book of Revelation, he decided not to die as a martyr. So he was fried in oil. Can you all hear me, please? Good. So, those that died as Matthias, they actually died because they chose to die that way. And the main reason why they chose to die as Matthias was for them to receive a better resurrection. That is why John the Revelator, the one that wrote the book of Revelations, he decided not to die as a martyr. So he was arrested. He was put in oil and they fried him. But he did not die. He disappeared. And when they arrested him again, that was how come they took him to the island of Patmos. And it was on that island that God lifted his spirit into the realms of the heavenlies for him to actually behold the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you getting it? So Matthiedom, that is why Peter even told that as for him, he want to be crucified, but they should put his, his head down and they should lift his leg because he doesn't want to die like his Lord Jesus Christ. He chose. Are you following? They had the ability to stop every persecution, but they decided to go through. And I'm going to touch on that. I'm going to touch on that. Are you following? Great. All right. Any other question? Any other question? Somebody said, Please, does eschatology concern the beings in the realm of the sea? This is a very beautiful question. But what we are talking about today, if I go into this one, it will shift. Um, our topic, are you following? We, we might deviate. So I will talk about the realm of the sea later. Good, but in the course of our teaching, I will, I will hit on that. All right. Okay. Give God all the praise and all the glory. Hallelujah. Yesterday, um, we understood that when we talk of cosmic eschatology, that is, what is going to happen to this physical world, this physical universe, what is going to happen to this physical universe at the end? And we understood some basic things. And I told us that you cannot talk about cosmic eschatology or the end of the physical world or universe without making mention of the kingdom of God. Because the assignment of God on this earth is to establish his kingdom here on this earth. Are you following? And in fact, it is the establishment of God's kingdom on this earth 
That is the main reason for which human beings were made on the earth. That is the reason why we were brought to this earth. We were brought here because of God's kingdom. Are you following? So the main reason why you are here on this earth is to manifest the kingdom of God on the earth. That is the reason why if you don't understand this, you end up entering into a realm of starting what they call conspiracy theory. You will just end up trying to believe everything that people say concerning the matters of the earth. I told you yesterday that the earth has been destroyed before. Are you following? This earth on which we stand, this physical universe has been destroyed before. But when it got destroyed, the earth did not disappear. Are you following? <coughs> the earth did not disappear. And if that is so, and the Bible said, as in the days of Noah, so shall that be in the day of the Son of Man. Then what does it mean? It means this earth will be there. But this time around, remember that when the earth was destroyed, the evil people were taken away from the earth. And the good, the righteous ones were able to stay. Are you following? But in our understanding, what they taught us is that when God is about to destroy the earth, He will take away the good people to heaven. And they call that rapture. Then when He takes away the good people to heaven, those that have not received Jesus and those Christians that were sinning, they will suffer and suffer and suffer. How does this one tally with the, the days of Noah? How? Are you following? In the days of Noah, even the righteous people were not taken away. They were put in an ark. And they were still on the earth, just that they were on the waters. So they were a little bit above the physical earth a little bit above are you following they were still on earth that is the reason why when jesus comes he's going to lift us and the lifting is not that we are going to be carried into heaven we are going to be changed and after our change we will come back on the same earth and dwell just as they came out of the earth and they came back to the same earth but when they came to the earth at this time the earth had become a new place because the evil had already been taken away. And the Bible said, as in the days of Noah, so will that be in the day of the Son of God. That is what we call the new heaven and the new earth. Are you following? So this physical earth that we, we are living on, Hmm? This physical earth that you are living on, if you think it will disappear, it will melt and it will disappear totally, it will not happen like that. It will not happen like that. So we read the book of Ecclesiastes. I think chapter 1 verse 4. 
The Bible said, One generation cometh, one generation goeth, and another cometh, but the earth abideth forever. And I'm going to take you into the scriptures for you to really understand what is about to befall us and what is ahead of us. Are you following? Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, today I want to talk about what we call Antichrist. Antichrist. <laughs> Antichrist. How many of us have heard of Antichrist before? I know many of us. Now, what did they say Antichrist is? Some of them even said COVID-19. They said Obama. I remember the time that um, George Bush was the president of the United States of America. He said George Bush is the Antichrist because he was using a car they called the Beast. <laughs> when he died and who even came? Was it Obama? When he died and Obama came, they said Oba Obama is the Antichrist. And they don't even know that the car that every president of the United States of America would drive is called the beast. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know. So right now as I'm talking to you, hmm, the president of the United States of America, Joe Biden, the car that he drives is called the beast. It is a name that has been running through. <laughs> Amen. You see, when when will we sit down to why are we looking outside? You see, you see the problem. If you don't study the Bible, you will try to create, you conspire issues and try to put them in the Bible. That is where the problem is. Amen. Oh, may the Lord help his church. May the Lord help his church. Oh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now we are going to understand some few things. Somebody said, can we say that the Jehovah Witness have a better understanding of what you, you just said. I'm telling you the truth. They have a better understanding, but they just miss it at a certain point. The people, they have good understanding, but they just miss it at a point. Are you following? Great. The Lord is going to help us. He will grant us grace. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Now, I told you yesterday that there is no way you can talk about the cosmic eschatology. That, that is what is going to happen to the physical world, physical universe, the physical earth that we live without you talking about the kingdom. Are you following do you know what God is trying to do? The Bible said in the book of Habakkuk, in chapter 2, verse 14, the word of the Lord said, 
the glory of the Lord. You know, anytime the Bible says that Jesus is coming in glory, then it means he's coming. The Bible will say he's coming in his kingdom. In his kingdom. Now, when you listen to when you know that Jesus is coming in his kingdom, there are a few things you need to understand. The kingdom of God getting to its zenith on the earth is what we call the glory of God. Because now the kingdom of God has started as a seed. You know, Jesus will speak when we read the book of Matthew chapter 13. He gave us um, the parables of the kingdom. And he said, the kingdom of God is like unto a baker who was baking um, yeast and the woman um, added living to the yeast. And when the woman added the living, after some time, the living went through the whole thing that she was baking. Are you following? That is how the kingdom of God was like, according to the parable that Jesus gave. What does it mean? You know, those of us who have been with people who bake bread, you will know that when they are baking the bread and you are with them, and you know, they have the flour, they are even rolling on the margarine and the next thing, you see it to be very tiny. Are you following? But when they go and put it in a certain room, the following day or the next day, when you go and check, you realize that the thing that was very small yesterday has become big. Are you following? And what actually happened was that the yeast that they put in the bread entered into every area of the bread. That is how come it became big like that. That is how the kingdom of God is like. So the kingdom of God will start as a small stone which came to destroy all the other kingdoms as in the statue that King Nebuchadnezzar saw. But later it began to grow and filled the whole earth. This is what Habakkuk the prophet prophesied about. And he said, the glory of God shall cover the earth as waters cover the sea. So what we should expect when it comes to cosmic eschatology is when the glory of God covers the entire earth. And that is when the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ hits its zenith. Are you following? Beautiful. Now, <coughs> now let's talk about the Antichrist. The Antichrist. What is Antichrist in your own knowledge? Antichrist. 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 Okay, somebody said against Christ. Against Christ. Antichrist is what is against Christ. Good. Somebody said instead of Christ. Against Christ. In place of Christ. In place of Christ. That means something that is trying to pose itself as Christ. Is that not so?
beautiful. So, any antichrist, antichrist means that which is trying to mimic Christ, that which is trying to make itself look like Christ, even though it is not. And that one is a false Christ, that is an antichrist. Are you following? Good. Now, listen to me carefully. If you really want to understand what the Antichrist is, you first need to understand what Christ is. This is the problem we have in the church. We don't want to understand Christ, but we want to understand Antichrist. That is why if you don't first understand Christ, <laughs> you will get confused. Are you following? Because I can intentionally uh, write 666 on my forehead. When you look at me, you say, eh, this one is... That is what that's on me. When they are going to board a car, and they see that the number plate of the car is 666, <laughs> they will never enter that car. They will never. And they will be late for the interview. And they will not get their job. And they will go and say, I know the Antichrist stopped me. But I know God, you are, you are, you are fooling. You are fooling. Do you know that people even say that Antichrist is technology? I hope you have heard that before. They said Antichrist is technology. Tell them to throw away their phones. I don't want to mention a church. <clears throat> there is a church that believed that way back so they did not watch TV. You go to a member of that church house, you will never get TV there. Because they believe that TV is Antichrist. <laughs> now they are on TV. <laughs> they are on TV now. They have TV stations all across Nigeria. Hey! Maybe you are, you, are, you are writing DLD. I hope you are not talking about that in Lumba. <laughs> hey! see, it is not because of anything. It is just lack of understanding into the word. It's as simple as that. Let me tell you. The Bible said, no scripture is of private interpretation. No scripture is of private. You don't take the scriptures and try to look outside to get an interpretation for the scripture. No. That is why scriptures must interpret scriptures. If you want to understand the book of Revelation, don't look at what is happening around you. You will miss it. Look into the Bible. You will know what it is saying. Are you following? Why are you trying to... Some of you see, the way, the way people even talk about the book of Revelation, it makes it look like it is very different from all the books in the Bible. Is that not so? So they can preach from every script, every book, but that book will go out, they can't. Because they have seen it to be very different from all the books. But what is that? Now let me tell you. Let me, let me just open your eyes on something right now. For you to understand that the Bible is actually speaking. Haven't you realized that? When you look at the Bible clearly. Whatever you see in the book of Genesis, you go to the book of Revelation and it is there. Haven't you seen that? 
Have you realized that you, you read the book of Genesis and was talking about the tree of life? You go to the book of Revelation. Jesus made mention of that. He said he that overcome it. I will allow him to partake of the tree of life that is. Are, are you listening to me? In the book of Genesis, there was a serpent. In the book of Revelation, there is a, a dragon, the old serpent. That is what the Bible said. The dragon, the old serpent. Don't get it twisted, child of God. So why are you taking the book of Revelation and you don't want to go to the book of Genesis to understand what things are talking about? Because the word Genesis means beginning. And the revelation is talking about the unveiling of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Revelation chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus said, I am the beginning and I am the end. I am the beginning and I am the end. So when you look in the book of Genesis, you are actually understanding some be the beginning of certain things. And when you read the book of Revelation, you will now understand how those things are coming to an end. Are you following So don't take the book of Revelation and try to interpret it from a whole lot of things. Are you following? The Lord is going to help us and is going to open our eyes. So Antichrist means that which is trying to, to stand in place of Christ. That which is trying to make itself look like Christ even though it is not. Now I told you, for you to understand what Christ is, you have to understand, for you to understand what an antichrist is, you have to understand what Christ is. Are you following? Now, the first thing you should understand about Christ is what he told John in the book of Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. He said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. So now, write this down. The first principle of Christ is that he is the beginning and the end. The principle of Christ. The first principle of Christ is that Christ is the beginning. And the end. Are you following? Beautiful. Now, the second principle of Christ you need to understand is in the book of First Corinthians, chapter one, verse twenty-four. First Corinthians, chapter one, verse twenty-four. First Corinthians, chapter one, verse twenty-four. You are going to understand what Christ is. Mm -hmm. So I want somebody to put the scripture here.
good. He said, But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. So the second principle of Christ that you need to know and understand is that Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Are you following? He said, but to those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. So everybody that is saved knows that Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. That is, so the first principle we understood was that Christ is the beginning and the end. And the second principle is that Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Are you following? Good. Now, we also have to understand Don't worry, son. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that one, okay? Christ is actually the manifestation of all, of all the lampstands. He's just a manifestation of all of them. So in all the dimensions, he's there. Are you following me? Good. Now, what we need to also understand, the third point, is that Christ is the king of the kingdom. And I'll talk about that one later. We'll talk about that one later. Are you following? Good. Now let's take these two principles, the beginning and the end. The power of God and the wisdom of God. Now, if this is Christ, at this level, then an antichrist or antichrist will mimic these two principles. Is that not so? So the antichrist will try to be the beginning and also the end. The antichrist will try to be the beginning and the end. Now, what we are talking about, I told you, I made a statement that for you to understand cosmic eschatology you should first understand the reason why god made man on this earth god made man on the earth for man to express his kingdom so the kingdom of god is the reason the rulership of god the dominion of god is the reason why god made man on the earth so that god will rule through man on this earth are you following Good. Now, somebody had just entered, and the name of the person is King Jesus. The person just liked the King Jesus. So we all know that Jesus is a king. And if Jesus is a king, then he must have a kingdom. Is that not so? To remember that he was the king. And when Pontius Pilate called, he said, They said you are the king of the Jews. And he said, My kingdom is not of this world. Are you following? He said, My kingdom is not of this world. So Christ has a kingdom. He is a king of a kingdom. Now, this will let you understand what we are about to unveil right now. 
When you hear Christ, we are actually speaking of the kingdom of God functioning on this earth. The kingdom of God functioning on this earth. Are you following? Where we are about to dive into today, you will be so blessed. So relax and listen to every bit of truth that will come to us. Are you following? <coughs> Beautiful. Now, now, we are looking at Antichrist, but we have to first understand Christ. Now, when you also read the book of the Reve- um, the book of Hebrews, chapter one, verse one to three. Let's look at what Christ is again. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 to 3 The Bible said, God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spoke in time past unto the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken unto us by his son. Now, who is the son? We understood in the book of Matthew, chapter, I think, 18 or 16, where Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. So the son of the living God is Christ. Are you following? Now, the Bible said, God, he has spoken in these last days through his son, And the Bible said, whom he had appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. So Christ also is the express image of God. Write it down. Express image of God. Express image. Are you following? Good. Now, follow me carefully. We are about to dive into another dimension. All these dimensions that we have made mention of, the Antichrist or the Antichrist also mimics all these dimensions. Are you following? So the Antichrist will manifest in a way that he becomes the beginning and the end, which we will take note of. He also manifests in the, in the realm where he becomes like the power of God and the wisdom of God. He also mimics the dimension of having a kingdom and also on the dimension of becoming an image. Are you following? Good. Now, when you read the book of the revelation of Jesus Christ, I'm going to read the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. God said, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, 
I know, I know I'm giving plenty of scriptures, but you can't understand these things without knowing what the scripture is saying. God said, and God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Wait. God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Now, we understood from Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, that Christ is the express image of God. Are you following? So if you want to look at God, look at Christ. Christ is the one expressing the true nature and the character of God. Now, God said, let us make man in our image. So man was made in the image of God. Is somebody following Now, an image is a representation. An image is a representation of a person. The true character of a person. That is why when you take a picture, it is called an image. Even when your person is not there, the image stands as your person. Are you following Good. So whenever God wanted to reveal himself, he will reveal himself through an image. And the first image that God revealed was a dimension of himself called Christ. So he's the express image of God. He's the one that expresses the original person of God. Then God looked at Christ and he made man. So God made man in his image and the image of God we all know is Christ. So man is, has become the image of God. But Christ is the express image of God. Are you following? It is like this. I, I, took, I went to a photo studio and I took a picture. And somebody looked on the picture and he used pencil to draw it. Now, my personality is there. The original image I took with the camera is there. And the one that somebody used a pencil to draw is also there. So human beings, we are the one that was drawn with the pencil. Christ is the one that is like the picture and the personality. I don't know if you get to what I'm talking about. Beautiful. So when you look at the picture, that is actually from um, a, a camera, you are not seeing any difference between the person and that picture. And it is the same way a drawing can be so good and in a perfect manner that can look like the original person. Are you following? No. So we are trying to understand the basic principle of Christ. If you don't get this, you will not get Antichrist. Good. Now, God's plan on this earth is to make man his image. And that image is, when man is standing there, he's exactly like God. That God is supposed to manifest through man on this earth. Are you following? 
good. Now, the only kingdom rule that God wanted on the earth was the, the dominion that he gave to man. So the Bible said, in the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God said, and God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. Dominion. The word dominion is the word rulership. It's the word to reign. And reign speaks of a king's, a king ruling in a kingdom. Are you following? So the word dominion also stands for the word kingdom, which means reign or rulership. So God made man so that man will bring his kingdom on the surface of the earth. And that is why he made man in his image. Are you following? Good. Now, the day man ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, what happened was that the plan that God had got distorted. This is because when you read the book of Genesis chapter 3, when the serpent, we all know that God made man in his image and likeness. Is that not so? According to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God said, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Now, in Genesis chapter 3, when God spoke to man and told man that when you eat of this tree, you will surely die. The devil came to man in the garden in the form of a serpent. In the book of Genesis chapter 3, verse 4 downwards, the Bible said, and the but The Bible said, And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. The serpent said, You will not surely die. Verse 5. God knows that on the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will become like God. Knowing good and evil. Bring out your, ver your version. Let us look at what your version says. He said, you won't die. The serpent replied the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it. And you will be like God. Knowing both good and evil. Are you, are you listening to what the devil is telling them? Now, you see, God made man in his image and likeness. But the serpent is telling man that it is only when they eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that they will become like God. That was the first deception. Are you following? Bring your, your, your version. Let us look at what the devil actually said. In verse 5 of Genesis chapter 3. Verse 5. So you really know what it says. 
He said, God knows that the moment you eat from that tree, you will see what is really going on. You will just be like God, knowing everything, ranging all the way from good to evil. So, he said, when you eat, you become like God. So, he put this deception in the mind of men. That when you eat, you will become like God. Meanwhile, God had already made man in his image and likeness. Man was already like God. That is why the mindset that the devil put in man is called flesh. I've talked on that before. Flesh. So from the inception of time, the main agenda. Now let's look at the devil clearly and you understand what the guy is trying to do. When we read the book of Isaiah chapter 14, verse 13 downwards, the word of the Lord spoke about how Satan wanted to exalt himself to sit on the throne of God. He wanted to exalt himself to sit on the throne of God. He said, For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. The devil wanted to ascend and sit on the throne of the most high and be like him. Did you see that he wanted to be like God? Hope you all saw that. He wanted to be like God. But we read that God made man like him. So the entity that God made to be like him was man. When the devil wanted to be like God by sitting on the throne of God, because listen to me, until you are like God, you cannot sit in his throne. Are you following? Until you are like God, you cannot sit in his throne. Write it down. The devil wanted to take the place of, he wanted to become like God so that he will exalt himself. Are you following? Now, when he wanted to do that, what happened was that he was overthrown and they threw him down from heaven. Now, the moment he saw that man has been made like God, he said, no, what I wanted to be is what they have made this man. I will make him lose it. So he did that by deceiving man. By first, so man actually did not know he was like God. That is where the problem is. Identity crisis. We did not know we were, like, we were created like God. So the deception was that if you now eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it is then that you become like God. Now the devil knew that when he wanted to become like God, he was overthrown. So he definitely knew that when man tries to become like God, even though he is like God already, man is trying to exalt himself to be, to be at God's position by his own effort. He will also be thrown down. And the devil did this. Because when you read the book of the revelation of Jesus Christ chapter 3, verse 21, listen to what the Bible said. 
Revelation chapter 3 verse 21. The Bible says, Jesus is speaking. He said, To him that overcomes, will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. Did, did you read that? Jesus said, The one that will overcome, I will let him sit in my throne. Even just as I overcame and I am sitting in my father's throne. So the throne is one. <laughs> oh, you are not catching it. And we all remember that this throne is what the devil wanted to sit on and make himself like the most high. Are we following? Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, let us understand this. So now, the enemy, the devil, is now trying to cause man to create a way to become like God. That is, man was already in the likeness of God and in the image of God. But the enemy deceived man. Now let's move quickly to the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 17. We touched on this yesterday and I want to explain further today. Revelation chapter 17. We are talking about the Antichrist still. So follow me. I told you that the Antichrist is trying to mimic Christ. And we decide we understood what Christ is. Are you following? Christ is the beginning and the end. Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ is the king of the kingdom of God. Christ is the express image of God. So all these dimensions, the Antichrist will try to mimic. When we say mimic, to be like, just as we have already read from the dimension of Satan, wanted to be like the father, when you saw that man was rather... Like the father, he wanted to attack man. Do you see? That is why we should understand that the devil is not against God. He can't. He's against us. Because we are, uh, we are the reflection of what God actually is. Are you following? We are the image of God. And that image is the character of God. That reflects in the in the function, and the function actually is what we call the likeness. Are you following? So Revelation chapter seventeen verse ten down. Let's let's read. Revelation chapter seventeen verse ten. Now, when you look at the book of Revelation, this is John. John. The revelator. Okay, let's read from verse 1 so that we all will understand. So that you will know. There is John. John said, And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come here, I will show you the judgment of the great hall that sits upon many waters. I'm about to touch on them one by one for you to understand. So there is a certain hall that is sitting upon the many waters. 
And the angel said, I'm about to show you the judgment of that hall that is sitting on the many waters. Good. Now, verse 2. The Bible said, With whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Verse 3. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman, follow me, I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet, scarlet colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Are you following? Seven heads and ten horns. Now, John is looking at a woman sitting on a beast, and that beast is having seven heads and ten horns. Are you with me? Cool. Now, the Bible now says, And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. Verse 5, And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. Now, let me touch on this shortly so that you all understand. When the in apocalyptic languages, when you hear of fornication, it is not necessarily you sleeping with somebody you are not married to. Are you following? Good. Fornication actually speaks of what we call idolatry, idol worship. In apocalyptic language. Now, the Bible said there was a woman, she was a whore. And whore actually speaks of the religions and the kingdoms of this world. Understand that God had in mind to establish his kingdom through man now the devil deceived man in the area of the image and likeness of god and now man left the garden it was after this moment that man began to establish kingdoms on his own are you following now all these kingdoms that man started they were not according to the plan of god So let us understand that there have been kingdoms and almost all these kingdoms are fueled by what we call religion. And the religion is what the Bible is calling as a whore. So that horish woman that the Bible spoke about that was sitting upon many waters or the sea. Now, in apocalyptic language, when we talk of the sea, S-E-A, we are talking about the multitudes of people in the world. So anywhere you look at the word sea in the Bible as it talks in the book of Revelation talking about um, Bible prophecy, it speaks of the masses, the, the multitude of men, humanity on earth. Are you following? And the Bible said, this horish woman 
he caused, she caused the kings of the earth to commit fornication. What, what happened? And we understood that the whole actually speaks of false religion outside Christ. Are you following? So there were, there were false religions that entered into the false kingdoms or the kingdoms of this world. And the kings of this world started engaging themselves in false religions. They were not following Christ. Are you with me? Beautiful. Follow me. We are, we are taking it one by one. We are taking it one by one. Now, the Bible said, the woman that was sitting on the beast, the Bible said the beast had seven heads and ten horns. We'll talk about that. But the Bible said that woman, she was the harlot. And when we say harlot, we are actually talking about what? The horish woman, which I've said right now. What does that stand for? What does that stand for? False religion. Or the religions of the earth. Are you following? Beautiful. Now the Bible said, on the forehead of the woman, in the book of Revelation chapter 17 verse 5, the Bible said, and upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great. Mystery Babylon the Great. The mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Did you, did, you, did you read that? Now, the moment the word Babylon comes to your mind, the first thing that should also come to your mind is the book of Genesis chapter 11. How many of us remember? When men, that was the first time there was a release of a kingdom, the Tower of Babylon. Are you following? It is the Tower of Babel that actually becomes the inception of all false religions. So what was actually happening in Genesis chapter 11 was a false religion. And we are going to understand that false religion. Amen. beautiful. Don't forget these things I'm, I'm telling you. Good. Now the Bible said this woman, she caused the kings of the earth. That means she entered into every kingdom and caused the kings to partake in religion. And these kings started rebelling against the true Christ. Now the Bible said, And I saw, verse 6, And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus Christ. So you see, those religions that came, if you were not part of them, what would happen is that they would kill you. So false religion drank the blood of the saints. Are you following? But how did they do that? They did their... Um, works through the kings of the earth. They did their works through the kings of the earth. We will come there quickly. 
So let's let's just follow. The Bible said, and when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. Verse seven, and the angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her, and which has the seven heads and ten horns. The beast that you saw was and is not. Did you did you read that? <laughs> And shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. And when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. Verse 9. And here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. Now, when the Bible speaks of mountain, the Bible is talking about a kingdom. You know, when we read the book of Micah, the Bible said, And it shall come to pass in the last days, when many will move, and they will say, Let us go to the mountain of the Lord, and the kingdom of God will work strong. So when the Bible makes mention of mountains, it's speaking of kingdoms. Are you following Beautiful. Now follow. So the Bible said, The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. And there are also seven kings. So all the seven kingdoms, they had seven kings. Are you following? And that's at the time that, that um, the prophet um, John the Revelator was seeing the vision. The angel said, As you are looking at the seven heads that is on the beast, they are actually seven kingdoms and seven kings ruling over them. Now, as you are looking at this, five have already fallen. So he said, and there are seven kings, five are fallen. That means five kingdoms have already come and they are falling with their kings. Are you following? Good. So five kingdoms out of the seven have already come and they are falling with their kings. And he said, and the other is not yet come. So there is one that is yet to come, which is going to be the sixth one. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. Oh, he said, there is there are seven kings, five have fallen and one is. So what the angel is telling John is that among the seven heads, the seven heads are seven kingdoms, and seven kings, the seven kingdoms and their kings. Five of them have already fallen. One presently is, and there is one that is yet to come. So the one that presently was was the time during um, John, John's time. So as John was seeing the, the 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 vision and the revelation, one the other the sixth kingdom was actually in 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 the work. Are you following? Don't miss what you are talking about. So five kingdoms have already come to pass. And there is one that is presently is. And that is what during the time of John. And there is one that is yet to come. Are you following? Now, if you have listened to my message on the destiny of nations, I spoke about the kingdoms of the world. 
the kingdoms that have come. Are you following? Now, during the time of Daniel, the kingdom that was, was the kingdom of Babylon. Now, understand that before the Babylonian kingdom came, two kingdoms had come already. And the first one is called what? The first kingdom that came in this world was what? No. The first kingdom that came in this world. Assyria. The Assyrian kingdom. Before Egypt came. Are you following? Don't, don't sleep. If you sleep, I will slap you where you are. By the grace of God. <laughs> I did that by God's grace. So if you can beat grace, fine. Amen. You said you wanted to understand matters of eschatology. Now I'm teaching you are sleeping. Eh? So don't sleep. Good. Now, the first now, we are about to pick something here. I told you that the principle of Christ, the first one is what? He's the beginning and he's what? The end. Is that not so? Good. And when you speak of Christ, you're also speaking of the manifestation of the kingdom of God on the earth. Is that not so? So now follow me carefully. The first kingdom that came to this earth is the Assyrian kingdom. The Assyrian kingdom. Before the Egyptian kingdom. Then the Babylonian kingdom. Then we moved on to the Medo-Persian kingdom. So according to what the angel told John, the angel said, there are seven of the kingdoms here. But five has already come to pass. Now, when we begin to count from Assyria, let's count. We, have, we now have Assyria, we have Egypt, we have Babylon. It was during the time of Babylon that Daniel also began to explain the, the dream that King Nebuchadnezzar saw. Are you following? Good. So Assyria, Egypt, Babylon. Then after Babylon came Medopetia. After Medopetia came Greece. So now all these kingdoms, these are the five main kingdoms that have come to pass. And there was one that was presently, which was actually the, the leg of the statue that was made with iron. And that was the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire. And that was the time that John was. So he said five has come to pass. One is presently, that was the Roman Empire. And one is yet to come. But according to the vision that King Nebuchadnezzar saw, he saw the leg made of iron and he saw the feet made of partly clay and partly iron. Now, we all know that the feet of man is divided into ten toes. Are you following? Ten toes. Good. 
Now, the Roman Empire was so strong that no other kingdom was able to overthrow them. But they became so mighty that they had to divide themselves into ten, ten main provinces. And that became the other dimension known as the revised Roman Empire. The revised Roman Empire. And the Bible said that was the one that is yet to come, but it will be for a short time. Are you following? Good. Now let's come to the principle of Christ and the Antichrist. If Christ is the beginning and the end, then it is by this same principle the Antichrist will also follow. The Antichrist is trying to become the beginning and also the end. Now let's read the next verse, verse 11. Follow me. Verse 11 of Romans 17, um, Revelation chapter 17, verse 11. The Bible said, And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth and is of the seven, and goeth into perdition. Can you all hear me, please? Can you all hear me, please? Good. Now, after the angel told John about the meanings of all these kingdoms and their kings, the angel says something again in verse 11 of Revelation chapter 17. Let's listen to what the angel said to John. Revelation chapter 17, verse 11. He said, and the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth. Now, what he's trying to say is that there is going to be a certain eighth kingdom. But this eighth kingdom, he said, it is a certain beast. Now, when we speak of the beast, we are also talking about a kingdom. Are you following? He said, the beast that was and is not. That means that kingdom, it that kingdom was, but it has passed. He said, is even he is the eighth and is one of the seven. Now, are you following? <laughs> are you following? So this is what the angel is trying to tell them. The angel said, you see, there is going to be a certain eighth kingdom that will pop up, but this eighth kingdom is actually going to be one of the kingdoms that is among the seven that will come back. Are you getting it? Good. Now, that kingdom that will try to come back is following the principle of the Antichrist, which is the beginning and the end. So now, among the kingdoms that we saw, which one is the beginning of the kingdoms?
Can you all hear me, please? All right. God punished the devil. Now let's listen to this one carefully. It is very, very, very important. Very, very, very important. If you miss this one, you miss a lot of things. Now follow me. It is in this that you understand the Antichrist. So listen to me carefully. The angel is telling John that you have seen seven heads of the beast. There are seven kingdoms. And among the seven, five has passed. One is present at your time now. And one will later come. But even the one that will later come, it will be for a short while. But after that, one of the kingdoms, he said, and the beast that was, are you following? One of the kingdoms that was, that is currently not there, and was one of the seven, will later come and become the eight. Are you following? Is that what we read there? So now, we are looking forward to see that after the revised Roman kingdom or empire, a certain kingdom that is among the seven that we just made mention of will try to come back again and become eight. Are you following? Now, with the principle of Christ being the beginning and the end, when you look at the kingdoms, how? So, which kingdom are we going to see among the seven that will try to come back and become the end? Because if that happens, then we are trying to understand something here. Are you following? It is in this that the principle. Can you hear me, please? The network is misbehaving. I will slap the network in. It will not survive. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Are you following? Good. Now we have come to understand something. The angel said, All the seven kingdoms that you are seeing, one among the seven will try to come back and be the last. Now, which one will try to come back and be the eighth? The Bible said, It is in this that you have exactly, somebody has given the answer clearly. Now, when you take the principle of Christ as the beginning and the end, and you actually look at the Antichrist, I told you that the Antichrist will also try to be the beginning and the end. Are you following? And I asked you, which kingdom was the beginning of the kingdoms of this world? That is Assyria. And definitely, it will try to become the end, making it an Antichrist. 
clear as it is, the beginning and the end. Are you following? Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, <laughs> I just love where we are we have got into. I love where we have got into. May the Lord help us. I, I don't know if some of you are getting the picture. If you are still not getting it, go and get water and wash your face three times and say, Lord, let me get it. Let me get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, let me take you into the Assyrian kingdom for you to understand. Are you following? Now, that kingdom. We are about to dive into some dimensions. That kingdom, Minos Akupalakatias. Yeah. <laughs> hey, get ready, get ready. Now listen, before we go into that, let us read something. When you enter into the satanic kingdom, they have what we call satanic trinity. Satanic trinity. We have Satan, we have the beast, and we have the false prophet. Satan, the beast, and the false prophet. Are you following? Satan, the beast, and the false prophet. Good. Now, <laughs> we will talk about, as for the false prophet, Claudio, you will know easily. You know he's a false prophet. You know the one that calls himself a prophet. <laughs> Are you following? I don't want to jump ahead of myself. Good. But now, let's talk about the beast. Let's talk about the beast. Because the false prophet is easy for you to decode. Let's talk about the beast. The book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 13, verse 11. Revelation, chapter 13, verse 11. The Bible said, And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb. Ah, did you see that? Like what? The spirit of the Lord came upon you. Like a lamb. When you when you hear the word lamb, what comes to your mind? Is it not the lamb of God, Christ, that the Bible is speaking of? 
good. So this beast is trying to mimic Christ by, by having two horns like a lamb, but he spoke like a dragon. And so you know that this one is not a true, a true, <laughs> a true lamb. What kind of lamb speaks like a dragon? Now, when we read the next verse, the Bible said, And he exercised all the power of the first beast before him, and causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. Verse 13, And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come, from, come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. We'll go into that. Verse 14, and deceives them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, listen to this, saying to them that dwell on the earth, when we say them that dwell on the earth, who are we talking about here? Who are we talking about here? Them that dwelleth on the earth. Who are we talking about? Men. Is that not so? Exactly, men. So he said to men that they should make an image to the beast. They should make an image to the beast. So the thing is, men were rather making image to the beast. And they would bow down to that image. Now, this is what entered into all the kingdoms. Such that anytime a kingdom comes, what will happen is that the, the hall, which stands for the false religion, will enter into that kingdom. And the kings will build their own images and will ask people to bow down. Are you, uh, do, do you remember in the time of King Nebuchadnezzar? He built an image. Are you following? And when he built the image, the Bible said, he asked Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to bow down to the image. And they refused. They said they would never. And because they said they would never bow down to the image, the Bible said that they faced tribulation. Are you, are you catching something now? They faced tribulation. And what was the tribulation? They put them in a burning furnace, in a hot oven. But listen, when they put them in the hot oven, did they disappear to heaven? Oh, did they disappear to heaven? But what happened to them? They were changed in their body. Their bodies changed. And how did their bodies change? There was a fourth man that appeared in the, in the oven. A fourth man appeared in the oven. And the moment the fourth man appeared, their bodies changed. So the fire could not harm them. Are you catching something that they call rapture in this one here? That when Jesus appears, we are not going to be lifted to heaven. We are going to be here. In the moment of tribulation, we are going to be changed. And in fact, I love what the, the king said. 
This is the moment where we are going to receive our glorious body. And who is the fourth person? When we read the book of Daniel chapter 3. Oh my God. <laughs> the word of God is so awesome and beautiful. Just, just amazing. Yay! Daniel chapter 3. The Bible said, and he commanded, verse 20, Daniel chapter 3, verse 20, and he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their horses, and their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Verse 22, therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took Shadrach, Meshach, look at that, even the people that carried Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego into the, the furnace, the furnace killed them. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego fell down. Bound in the midst of the bed, they were bound. It's a chair woman, son of a nine. Somebody who went to me, who I didn't make a say, Ish, wish, wish, the chair woman, son of a nine. And you are too much to bend. Jesus Christ, are you following? Now, the Bible said, verse 24, then the book at Nazar, the king was astonished. And rose up in haste and speak and said unto his counselors, ah, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. Verse 25. He answered and said, No, I see four men loosed. <laughs> I see four men and they are loosed. They are loosed. Yeah. The thing we used to tie them has been taken away. And they are not three. They are four. Jesus Christ. I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they have no head and the form of the fourth is like the son of God my God hey <laughs> my God the form the form of the fourth one is like the son of God child of God this is what is going to happen oh my goodness when you just look at this scripture and you align it to the beast and the image of the beast, you are going to you are supposed to bow down to the image. If you decide that you will not bow down, they are supposed to kill you. You go through tribulation. It is in this tribulation that the changing comes in. Because it is in that moment that our Lord Jesus will descend. And when he descends, we are going to be changed in our bodies. And when we are changed, he's not descending to take us into heaven. No! So can I tell you the, the shocking truth? <laughs> can I tell you the shocking truth? Some of you, they have told you that Jesus will come and take the Christians to heaven. Then the tri people will go through tribulation and then after that, he will bring them back. <laughs> Where are you? What are you going to do in heaven? What? Huh? 
They call it rapture. And I've taught on this several times. The true rapture is actually what happened to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Simple. Their bodies were changed such that fire could not. That is tribulation. Because they failed to bow down to the image of the beast. The beast was the king of the kingdom. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. Oh, Jesus Christ. Are you following? So let me tell you the truth. Hmm? So rapture has already taken place. It is also taking place now. Are you following? It is also taking place now. And it will continue to take place until the appearing of the Lord Jesus. When we all will be changed. And when we are changed... There is no missile, there is no gun that they will shoot at you that will enter. Even now, people are experiencing it. Because a time will come, there is going to be an image that will say, everybody should bow down. Everybody should bow down and put your forehead down and worship that image. When you hear that, what comes to your mind? Can you hear me, please? Good. A time is coming where they will tell everybody to bow down to a certain image. And they will tell you to put your forehead on the ground and bow down and worship that image. If not, they will kill you. When you hear that, what comes to your mind? When you hear that your forehead should touch the ground, for you to worship a certain image, what comes to your mind? <clears throat> that is purely Islam. Islam. Are you following? Can you all hear me please? Now, when you refuse to bow down to that image, they will try to kill you. It is in that moment that we are going to be changed. They will cut your head, it will not cut. They will shoot you, it will not shoot. <laughs> My God. <laughs> it is in that moment that Jesus will appear in his glory. 
and we shall be caught up. We shall be like him as he is. There is nothing they will do that will succeed because our kingdom must take over. Are you following? Now, it is this one that you to let you know that when you have, you remember I told you, okay, now, the Bible, when you say, when we talk about the satanic system, I told you we have Satan, we have the beast, and we have the false prophet. Now, the beast is talking of the kingdom of Assyria that is trying to come back, which is Islam. I will talk about this shortly. Don't you know that we have a prophet in our religion? And he's the only one they listen to. And they call him Muhammad. Muhammad. <laughs> now let me explain to you what happened in Genesis chapter 11. Because it was out of that place that the Assyrian kingdom started. When they decided to build a tower, who stopped? might reach to the heavens. It's not like they were building a tower for you to enter into heaven. No. They built it exactly and they tried to mimic the name of the Lord. Is that not Antichrist right there? Antichrist is the one that tries to be what Christ is. So remember Proverbs chapter 18 verse 10. The Bible said the name of the Lord is a strong tower. In Genesis chapter 11, the people said, let us build a city and a tower so that we will get, we will get a name for ourselves. They knew. And I've thought on this one. So what the people were doing, they built a tower and the topmost part of the tower, they brought the powers of the realms of the heavens to stand on top of that tower. Now, where do you normally see towers? Which religion? You will see towers. And you see an image of a house moon with a star in the middle. Amen. And if I let me tell you something. I've, I've taught on this before. The word Allah, A L L E H, I told you that the word La, the last three digit, the last three letters, L A H, La, is the moon goddess. The moon goddess. The moon goddess. And that was the goddess that the the Egyptians worshipped. And the word Al is like the word El, E-L, which is like a Latin word for the word De. T-H-E. Oh, the book. The book. Are you following? So Al is the Arabic word for the word De. So when you put it together, Allah, Allah actually means the moon god or the moon goddess. It's as simple as that. Clear for you to understand. This is why I've told you this. And I'm saying it again and again and again. Anybody that tells you Islam and Christianity, we are all the same. Just that we are. When did you see a church that they have put 
on half moon there and you have put star in the middle. Where? Which church did you see like that? Which church? No, which church? <coughs> this is deception. They will try to tell you that oh, Islam and Christian, we are all the same. We all came from Abraham. Now listen. <laughs> what we are talking about is Christ, not Abraham. Are you following? Are you following? Now, listen to me and carefully understand what we are talking about. Don't just jump into certain conclusions without first getting the foundation. You know, some of you, that's what you do. You just say, hey, really? Hey, I will not buy Adiyamuni's watch again. Hey, there. Don't buy the watch. Amen. Now, when you check the word, I'm going to talk about the miracles that the beast will do and all those kind of things. God willing, when I get the chance. Are you following? Many people don't know. When you ask Muslims, you if you know any Muslim, ask the Muslim. Why do you have a half moon and a star at the top of your... You know, you see, even when they build a mosque, they build a tower. And it is at the topmost part of the tower that they will put that image. Ask them, why do you have towers? And why do you have that image there? Explain, what, what does it mean? Hmm, <laughs> hmm. The same way Christians are, we are in Christ, we are Christian, but we don't even know the things of the Spirit. It's the same way some Muslims don't even know what they have put their heads into. Look at Apostle Joseph said, I was once a Muslim. It's true. Did you read that? No, he said, he's now an apostle of God. You know, any Islam cannot be like Christianity because what Christians do believe, they reject it. Are you following me? What Christianity believes, Islam rejects it. And if you have your Quran with you, let's, let's move to Quran chapter. <laughs> if you have your Quran, have your Quran, get ready. Let me get a verse for you. In the Quran, thank you, Jesus. In fact, Quran fights seriously against what we call Trinity, and also the fight against who Jesus Christ actually is. Are you following? Quran chapter 4 verse 171 Quran chapter 4 verse 171 
Oh, you don't have the, your Quran. Oh. In Quran chapter 4 is An Musa. Quran chapter 4, verse 171. Now, when you read, it says, This is what Quran, this is what Islam do believe. Now, they believe that. He said, All people of the scripture do not commit excess in your religion or say about Allah except the truth. The Messiah Jesus, the son of Mary, was but a messenger of Allah, and his word, which he directed to Mary, and a soul from him. So believe in Allah and his messengers, and do not say Trinity. Desist, it is better for you. Did you, did you hear that? So do not say Trinity. Desist from it is better for you. And listen to what they said again. He said, Indeed, Allah is but one God. Exalted is he above having a son. That means Allah does not have any son. Allah, according to them, Allah is just is bigger than having a son. <laughs> Are you following? He said, oh, Jesus Christ. He said, So believe in Allah and in his messengers, and do not say Allah is Trinity. God is, give up this assertion. It will be better for you. That's a serious one, you know. It will be better for you, for you to desist from that. So don't even say Trinity. Now, we are we Christians, we know that God is one, but in three manifestations. Is that not so? We know God manifesting the Father, the Son. Now, a religion that is saying that a religion that is saying that God is not Trinity, is it the same as Christianity? A religion that says that God does not have a son, which we Christians we believe. That Jesus is the Son of God. John 3 16, for God so loved God that He gave His only begotten Son. Islam said, well, You are mad. You are mad to say God has a son. God, where is the girlfriend of God that he, he, he has a son now? <laughs> hey! Now, to them, they, you know that they say, they say Islam means peace. I hope you know that. You say Islam means peace. Really? Jesus said, My peace I give unto you, not of this world. So the world has a certain peace, but it is not peace. Now, if Islam means peace, why is it that they hate non-Muslims? And even if you were, you were, you were a Muslim, and you have converted. Can you all hear me, please?
Can you all hear me, please? Great. Now, if Islam means peace, let's look at something. In the book of Quran, 8, verse 67. Quran 8.67 I'm going to pause here and take some questions. Quran 8.67 It says It is not for a prophet to have captives of war until he inflicts a massacre upon Allah's enemies in the land. Some Muslims desire the commodities of this world, but Allah desires for you the hereafter. Then Allah is exalted in might. And <laughs> is that the, if you get a captive, if you have a slave, massacre the slave. Hmm? Massacre. I want you to read. Chapter 6, verse 44 and 45. Quran chapter 6, verse 44 and 45. He says, So when they forgot that by which they had been reminded, we opened to them the doors of every good thing until when they rejoiced in that which they were given, we seized them suddenly and they were then in despair. So the people that committed wrong were eliminated. And praise to Allah, Lord of the worlds. Child of God. Somebody said, hey. <laughs> Let me tell you. You see, May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. Let's read something from Quran chapter 9 verse 29. This is where you are going to get your original mindset. Any or hear me, please? Let's read the last verse from the Quran and I'm going to take questions. Quran chapter 9, verse 29. 
Quran chapter 9 verse 29 Quran chapter 9 verse 29 Now in Christianity when somebody is an unbeliever what do we do we go and preach the gospel to the person for the person to believe in the Lord Jesus and be saved is that not so Good but in Islam when somebody is an unbeliever in Islam, listen to what happens in Quran chapter 9 verse 29. He said, fight those who do not believe in Allah or in the last days and who do not consider unlawful what Allah and his messenger have made unlawful and who do not adopt the religion of truth from those who were given the scripture. Fight until they give the dear willingly while they are humbled. Fight them. Huh? Get the gun. Okay, I'll say, okay, I'll receive Allah. If they don't, kill them. Massacre them. Now, is this a religion of peace? He said that that is the religion of truth. Anybody who does not believe in that religion, fight the person. By force. Now, that is what they will try to do in the times of the end. And it is going to be massive. But what God is going to use is that there is going to be a change in our bodies. We are going to receive glorious bodies. We will not bow down to that image. And when they shoot, it will not shoot. <laughs> if you are here and you are afraid of what is about to happen, you don't understand Christianity. Are you listening to me? You don't understand Christianity. Then go and ask them, why is it that they put Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego? You allow them to put them in the, in the oven. Oh God. Did they die? The oven need there. So even though that will try to shoot, they will shoot. And the bullet will go back to them and they will die. Just as the people that took Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego to the oven died. You don't know what is about to happen. So that moment of the end is going to be a moment of the show, the showcasing of the power of God. Quran 27 verse 82 also says something. Eh? Quran 20 what? 7 verse 82. Let me check something. Hmm. 2782. Okay, it says, and when the word befalls them, we will bring forth for them a creature from the earth, speaking to them, saying that the people were of our verses, not setting in faith. And when the word befalls them, we will bring forth for them a creature from the earth, speaking to them. Huh? Did, did, you, did you hear something? They will bring a creature from the earth. Now, do you remember what the Bible said in Revelation chapter 13? That a beast came out of the earth. And when the beast came, <laughs> the beast spoke to men to build an image for him and bow to that image. So, child of God, let me tell you, what this ISIS, what the Boko Haram people they are doing, 
to them, they are fulfilling scripture. And to them, Allah will bless them. So they will never stop. And this thing will be heated up. I'm telling you, it will be heated up. This is not to put fear in your heart. <coughs> this is the moment we begin to align with the Holy Ghost. Kapolas. This is the moment we, we fire. We begin to speak in the, in the language of the Spirit. This is when, ah, I told you a story of one of my friends. He met armed robbers. They lifted machete. He closed his eyes and he began to speak in tongues. He opened his eyes. He was at a different place. The appearing and disappearing. That is what God is going to do. And within a moment, within a twinkling of an eye, we are going to be changed. So Paul said, we shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. Within a twinkle of an eye, the power when Jesus descends will be like him. Hear me, child of God. If you are waiting that Islam will stop, it will not stop. It was the first kingdom that came. It's not just a religion, it is a kingdom. That is the Assyrian kingdom that has manifested in this moment. Are you following? So put that on the back of your mind. And I told you this anybody that enters into the kingdom of darkness, we give the person an Islamic name. When we say Islam, it is not what you think it is. Islam is all Antichrist. Antichrist. The Antichrist that we know is Islam. It's as simple as that. And I have a message on Islam and the Antichrist. Go and download and listen to it. You'll be blessed. <coughs> You'll be so blessed. Do you know that they, they normally say something like Bismillah? How many of have heard of that before? Bismillah. Bismillah. And the word Bismillah means in the name of Allah. In the name of Allah. Now, when you check the word Bismillah, hmm? in arabic and you check the word 666 in greek and you look at it there is no difference you can go to google right now and type bismillah and 666 in greek when it comes go and check the the images that will come go and look at the picture It's very clear. You have seen that. Great. That is why you have to understand what 66 is all about. <coughs> Can you hear me, please? Good. May the Lord help us and grant us grace. In Jesus' name, Amen. We are going to pause here and continue some other time. So let me take some few questions before we close. Let me take some few questions before we close.
somebody said, Papa, please, where does America stand in all this? We were taught America was the last kingdom. It is not true. That's not biblical. That's not what the Bible says. You know, many people think that the great um, Babylon, the mystery Babylon, the great is America. How? How? Are we reading the Bible at all? Why are we trying to chip in things that are not in the scriptures? Okay, somebody said, a moment to Antichrist, since they don't believe in Trinity. The Amata there, I won't talk about the Amata. I won't talk about, <coughs> sorry, I won't talk about the Amata. Uh, I don't, I won't talk about the latter day saints. Now, All right, maybe some other time. Someone said, Daddy, please, what about the fasting they do every year? Oh, don't worry. That's what you need to know is what you have learned. If you want to know more about Islam, I'll take my time and take you through. <clears throat> but today, what you need to know is what I've said. Are you following me? Good. And we'll continue. Um, next time. So, any question, any other question? Okay, somebody said. Daddy, I checked the meaning of Bismillah. It's evil in Christianity, but to Islam, it's a holy number. Exactly. Islam, they don't joke with 666. They don't joke with it. <laughs> Someone said, if you have a Muslim friend, how can you talk about this topic? No, we don't talk about this topic to a Muslim like that. Huh? You preach Christ to the person. If the person now comes to you, no, I want to know why are you preaching Christ to me? Jesus Christ is not this, he's this, he's this. Then you now sit the person down. Now, you cannot try to explain things to a person like that. It's not all Muslims that want to sit down with you to, to know what you want to say. Are you listening to me? Most of them don't have that time. <laughs> don't to talk about Jesus. So, it is the work of the Holy Ghost. To do that, but when you get those that are learned and they want to say no, because I know people who studied Quran and they tend to become Christians. Yes, people they studied because the Quran will tell you that Jesus is the word of God. Is that not what we read? Said Jesus is a messenger and the word of God, which is sent. So the Quran says Jesus is the word of God. So even by that Quran, you can use the Quran to you know convert them. But it's not all Muslims that will sit down to, to listen to what you will see. Are you following? So preach Christ to the person. You will preach Christ to the person. 
God bless you, Ike. Exactly, that is it. And leave the, 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 the work, the rest to the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Somebody's asking a question. It is not in line with what we are talking about. Okay. He said, Papa, I have a question. Is it good to use anointing oil and put your name in? And break. You are putting your name in the oil and you are breaking it. It depends on what the Holy Ghost will tell you. You don't just get up and do directions. Because if you are not directed, it is not a direction. Are you following? If you are not directed, it is not. You don't just get up and put your name in, the, in oil and crush it. Why are you doing it? You have a motive. There is a reason why you are doing it. And if you were told by the Holy Ghost to do it, fine. If you were not told, then you have your own personal reasons. And as you have your own reasons, if it will work for you, fine. If not, fine. So I won't say whether it is good or bad. There is nothing like that in the Bible. But I will say, then it, so long as it is in the Bible, it is good. No. If the Holy Ghost tells you to do that, fine. If he doesn't tell you, it is not an obligatory thing that if you want to do this, go and get oil and put your name in. No. So, learn that. That is why prophetic directions, if somebody listens to what you are telling somebody to do and he does it, it might not work. Are you following? Yes. It might not work. That you heard that somebody was giving somebody a direction that um, go and do this when you, you did that. When I now go and call somebody who is looking for the fruit of the womb, go and do it. will not work because the Holy Ghost did not direct you on that twice. So you waste time. Can you follow me? <laughs> Amen. You are here, you are a Christian as at this time. You don't know that Antichrist is Islam. You don't know that you are 25 years, 30 years. You have been going to church for the past 15 years, 20 years of your life. What is wrong with you? No, what are you learning in church? And you are bringing a whole lot of things. And then Obama is Antichrist. Uh, no, it is not Obama. It is um, um, uh, uh, Donald Trump. It is not Donald Trump. It, what, what kind of nonsense is all this? So now if you want to travel to the US, hey, is it this country you are trying to go to? Hey, I remember those times when I wanted to run away to US. Hmm. One of my sister's husband, he was, he was he's an evangelist in SDA. <laughs> <laughs> I've mentioned the church. It's an evangelist in SD. Eka, <laughs> 
You know, who said the evangelists are the people who do that part? Unless they, there is no earthquake somewhere, they'll go and take, they'll get the video and use that to preach. We are saying, we are the four. Janibrek Christon chain. What is what is this? What? Ya temo da na ben. Janibrek Christon chain. He na ubejina. Sure ben na nisen kutobam of Gilead na sasiabo bo sekete. He na ubejina. Oh, if you don't read your Bible, your mind, your imaginations will create things for you. And you will still live in deception for the rest of your life. I'm telling you, this is the problem. So now when we listen to some of the things, they, some of the interpretations they bring in certain, you don't get where they, you don't understand where they got all these things. That somebody said, Antichrist is, um, Technology. What kind of no technology? And the person is using a phone. The person is using a phone. The person that is saying that is using PA system to preach. The person is using microphone speakers. Kodi mic ni free ni semu chane niso. Che 5G. 5G is. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. <coughs> Thank you, Jesus. Now listen. Listen. Hey. A time will come, they will tell you, wearing clothes is... is um, Antichrist. Right now, only you, you know, there's somebody saw my picture. He said, Man of God, I like what you are doing, but your hair, dear man of God, it is an antichristic hair. You have to go and shave. <laughs> hey. I have antichrist hair. Nonsense. Somebody said, please, is it good to eat the asalami? Sister, if you want to eat, go and take it. Go over it. Talk. Huh? Nothing, nothing, nothing will happen to you. Are you listening to me? Don't stop buying wache. When you buy the wache, lay hands. Tell it to the body and the blood of Jesus. Chop! And grow better. They'll be here. I'm saying because of that thing, I won't buy Ajiamuni's wache again. Share. They will try to do everything to fight us. But that is why we also need to change ourselves so that whatever they do will not have effect on us. This is it. So right now, we need to align with the Holy Ghost. Are you following? Let the glow, let the kingdom of God manifest out of you. This is the key. 
this is the key because whether they like it or yes what god has planned to do is that the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of god the whole earth will be filled with the glory of god they will try to oppose it but it will not work it will not work what did they do to paul because islam 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 started in the place they call turkey now as i'm talking to you as at that time when we read the book of acts chapter 19 it was the place called ephesus and ephesus paul did massive work over there when paul got there the statue of diana was there in fact according to fossil records if you know what i'm talking about it was one of the great the the seven great wonders in the world it was so huge so huge the statue of the great diana was so huge big one of the great wonders of the world paul went there to preach and the paul through preaching and the power demonstration the the statue fell and diana was disgraced and paul won many people to christ after the work of paul and he left he came back some few years later in fact john was the one that came back some few years later and when john went to the went to ephesus what he saw what he saw he saw that they had built a small version of diana's image and there was around its neck a chain and the locker of the chain was a half moon sign with a star in the middle now diana is also called the queen of heaven the queen of heaven she's actually the one that is behind all false religion in this world she's a demonic entity When you go into the kingdom of darkness, she's called Ashtaroth. All right, let me pause here. The Lord bless all of us. Oh, then how can she be called the queen of heaven? Not heaven as where the throne of God is. When we, when we talk of heaven, there are so many heavens. Even where the stars are, that place is also called a heaven. The sky is also called a heaven. So Diana rules over the starry realms and the dimensions of the moon, the sun. The sun. Are you following the Lord will help us. <coughs> in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. I believe we have been blessed this evening. We are going to continue um, probably tomorrow. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. The Lord is going to help us. In Jesus' mighty name. Learn these things. 
and teach some of your people hmm? to go over the message again and again and again and be well acquainted with the with, with the secrets and help your people because not all christians are aware of these things meanwhile there are things ahead of us that we need to know i'm going to upload the message right after here so now when you read the bible and the bible makes mention of antichrist basically that is what we have understood we talk about the second part of antichrist and go into details according to the scriptures what the antichrist is supposed to do and all those kind of things and the lord is going to be of a great help to us in the name of the lord jesus amen god bless you if you want to support the work of god the number is 0240312551 the lord bless you if you want to be a covenant partner too you can send me a message on that same number i'm going to add you to the covenant partners whatsapp page and we will take things from there god bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the lord jesus amen we shall meet this night at exactly 12 a.m for a session of priesthood time so make sure you join us the lord will help all of us in the name of the lord jesus amen god bless you we shall meet shalom bye-bye God bless you, man of God, Adam Foka. God bless my regards to the family. God bless all of them. Guinness, God bless you. My regards to your husband and the entire family. God bless you.